This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. IU Health North Hospital in Carmel and IU Health Tipton Hospital are pilot testing a robot that can make deliveries throughout their various units. The robots are currently working mostly with the lab and pharmacy teams to move medications throughout the hospital and deliver samples to the labs. Janice Vadas, director of Allied Health at IU Health North, says the idea was born out of an idea to help out an already shortened staff in the pharmacy and nursing departments. I just think it's really um, exciting to to look at things in a new and different way. Um, This is not um, replacing jobs, but it's just an added benefit to keep people um, able to take care of our patients, keep people um, patient facing, to be able to um, work on the medications and, and not have people leaving their units just to deliver things. The goal of the robots is to allow staff to spend more time on patient facing duties and working with medications and lab samples. The robot will not be replacing any jobs, but will help staff stay on their units rather than leaving to make hand deliveries. At Tipton specifically, Vada said that the robots will prevent the hospital's smaller teams from losing a quarter or even half of their team members for a period of time. Crane Army Ammunition Activity plans to invest nearly $100 million to replace its pyrotechnics production processes facility at Naval Support Activity Crane, the military installation announced Wednesday. The new operation, which will include a primary and secondary facility, aims to provide expanded production capacity as well as enhanced safety measures compared to the current facility, which was built about 80 years ago. The facility produces a variety of pyrotechnic devices, including signal, smoke, illuminating and infrared items, illuminating projectiles, marine location markers, and IR flares for illumination in conjunction with night vision devices, according to the activity's website. Members of the United Auto Workers Union have overwhelmingly ratified a new four-year employment contract with Indianapolis-based Allison Transmission Incorporated, the company and the union announced Wednesday. The contract, which expires on November 14, 2027, covers about 1,600 employees at the company's Indianapolis facilities, Allison said. The manufacturer has about 3,500 employees total, 3,000 of which are in Indiana. The new contract ends tiered wages, the practice of offering different pay scales to different employees depending on when they were hired. Among its other provisions, the contract also brings the minimum pay for production workers up to $20 per hour, provides a $7,000 ratification bonus for members, and includes no increases to the members' health insurance costs. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio. Looking for a great way to tip off the 2024 NBA All-Star Weekend in Indy? I'm Gary Dick, inviting you to join business and community leaders from throughout the state at the Economic Club of Indiana Luncheon, sponsored by IBJ Media. It's February 15th at noon at the Indiana Convention Center. I'll be interviewing NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, giving you an inside look at the league and all things All-Star Weekend. Reserve your ticket or table for right now at Economic Club of Indiana. The Elkhart Parks and Recreation Department is in the midst of preparations for a project that Superintendent Jameson Sarnecki says the city can't wait any longer to complete. The department is set to completely overhaul the playground at Walker Park, which has stood for more than 25 years and now sits in a state of disrepair. There's a lot of people who have thoughts and hopes and dreams about Walker Park, and we want to try and to get it right as best as we can for the most people. 
The primary feedback from residents was a need for a combination of risk play orientation that includes more aspects of climbing and other features that kids of some abilities may not be able to participate in, as well as a more inclusive sensory-oriented playground. The project team is now in the process of evaluating the public feedback and identifying any external funding that would be needed before committing to a final design. Once in that phase, Sarnecki said it would be about a four to six month process to get the equipment before installation could hopefully begin by late summer. One of the oldest historically black fraternities in the country is partnering with Indiana University's Kelly School of Business, intending to increase the diversity of corporate leadership. Kappa Alpha Psi graduates from around the world will be invited to apply for a Kelly Fellowship program, where they will attend the school's in-resident full-time MBA program. Those students will be considered Kappa Alpha Psi Fellows. Black IU students established the fraternity in 1911, and it has grown to host over 250,000 members and 642 active chapters, including in countries like the Bahamas, the United Kingdom, and South Africa. Though predominantly a collective for men of color, the fraternity is open to anyone regardless of color, religion, or national origin. The Indiana Department of Transportation has raised the cap on its popular Community Crossings Matching Grant Program to $1.5 million from $1 million. Local government advocates say they're grateful for the award bump and program generally, but want to tweak how it's structured. INDOT spokeswoman Natalie Garrett said the higher cap is, for now, a pilot for 2024's two calls for projects. The first is due January 31st. Cities and towns with populations below 10,000 people must put up 25% of project costs and the state will furnish a 75% match. If they've got more than 10,000 people, it's a 50-50 deal. Terre Haute's historic First National Bank building will receive a $300,000 facelift after a grant from the Wisconsin-based Jeffress Family Foundation, Indiana Landmarks announced on Wednesday. The new funds will be used to restore ornamental murals and repair plaster on the ceiling. As part of the deal, Indiana Landmarks will raise $600,000 in matching funds for the project by June 30th of 2026. The not-for-profit has already invested over $700,000 to rehab the exterior. Dan Starr, president and CEO of Fort Wayne's Do It Best, is this week's guest on the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, a weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. Available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.